Career Disruptors is the podcast for senior managers who are not afraid to challenge the status quo, who challenge assumptions, and who push the boundaries and love shattering conventional wisdom. I'm coach Caroline DeKimpe, empowering professionals to build a personal brand that gives them the confidence they need to go after the career they want and deserve. This episode is the audio recording of a video or live stream because I know that many of you just love to listen to the juicy content. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Hey, it's Caroline, career and leadership coach. And today I want to talk about saying no and saying no specifically to your boss to a senior stakeholders or to an executive. So quite you're in a senior position and you have to say no to another more senior person. So the reason why this is so important is because when you are at a certain level and you keep on saying yes and yes and yes, then you're going to accept projects, responsibilities, tasks that downplay your uh, capabilities and so it's not going to do you any favor so that's why it's so important if you really want to step up and be recognized for your leadership capabilities you have to say no to work that doesn't fit and serve that purpose so And it's one of the hardest things to do. And the reason why it is so hard to do is twofold. First of all, we're so used to saying yes, because basically you come out of university or you graduate for any kind of education that you have done and you want to prove yourself. You want to um, have a great reputation. You want to be recognized and so on. So you tend to say yes to everything. And that pattern creates a habit that follows most people around their whole entire career. And so, and that becomes a real problem. Um, a real problem because people, uh, at, like I said, at a certain level, they have to learn to say no, because otherwise their workload is going to pile up and they can't really delegate or focus on other projects that's going to position themselves more as strategic and more as a leader. So that therefore, it's so important that we learn to say no. On the other side, so one side is because we're conditioned to say yes to everything that uh, comes our way. And on the other side, what we have also have is that we want to be liked. So saying no is often you feel like you're entering a confrontational situation. And to avoid that, people find it so much easier to just say yes. And yes, I will do that because you know, or you can do that, or you can do it in a, in a whiff of a time. Like, And that's what basically causes you to say yes. But Again, that's not good. Being likable, that will create a perception in the workplace for you. If you say yes all the time and you have difficulties saying no, that will create a certain expectancy. They expect you to just do it, get it over and done with. And a second part is that they will exploit you. How many people do we know that actually are 
maybe lazy themselves or don't want to do it themselves and they're just like flog it out to you and delegate it to you under the word delegation uh, to you. And it's like, no, I don't want to do that. And so you have to really, first of all, change the way you, you are positioning yourself, not as a doer anymore, working hard doer where a lot of people are stuck in, but that's not going to serve you when you want to step up into uh, and become the sought after leader you want to be. Or people want to be liked, and being liked is going to end up being exploited and being expected. So that is both is is really not the place where you want to be if you want to step up in your career. If you want to step up, you need to change the way you have been doing this because saying yes to everything and not being able to say no is a self-sabotaging habit that you need to break if you want to make that shift now there are a couple of things what happens as a response of it or what goes through people's mind the first one is that they are defensive and frustrated so if they say yes but actually they desperately wanted to say no then they become very frustrated and very defensive. Um, frustrated in the terms of like, they know I have so much going on. Why are they asking me to do more? Like they know we just had our work in progress meeting and our catch up Monday, yesterday. And so today they are asking me to do all this extra work. What are they thinking? Don't they value my time or respect me? And you go into that whole pattern, that whole storytelling about why, why, why. On the flip side, and that is also such a negative emotion, you have the emotion of feeling guilty and scared. Scared that if you say no, I'm going to lose my job. Um, I am like not going to be considered for this promotion. I am not going to be put forward for that stretch assignment. So you feel scared if you say no, or you feel guilty, guilty like, oh my God, actually, like I have too much compassion and empathy for my boss or that executive or that stakeholders. They're going through a tough time. I should have said yes or I can't say no to that because and they put their stress on you. So you're an empath and you actually take on board all of their stress and all of their worries. And therefore, you find it difficult to say no. But basically, what you're doing is you're compromising yourself. And compromising yourself will affect your self-integrity, what you promised to yourself. Like, of course, we all make sacrifices. So don't get me wrong. There is a time and place to actually make that decision when it benefits you to make certain commitments and sacrifices. And you don't have to be a stone-cold bitch and say no all the time. Like, of course, you want to say yes. You want to be cooperative, a collaborator, a partner, an advisor. You want to be recognized and valued, but not at the cost of you. So there's a big difference. And people tend to hide themselves behind a lot of stuff. And that frustration, that guilt, that being scared, that starts building up and starts forming part of how you're feeling about your job and a lot of people start it starts with like just a tiny frustration 
and then it actually morphs into more like of a, a disengagement and more of uh, like, oh my God, I don't like it here anymore. And it all started with you not having been clear about what you what you say yes to or no. So this really brings me to the second part that I want to talk to you about. It's like the most important thing in your career, in your life, in your whole being is taking 100% accountability for what happens to you. Now, this might come to a shock for some. So think about this. I want you to take 100% accountability for this. And as soon as you and all the rest are just excuses, take 100% accountability and think about it. Have I been clear from the start about my values? They know, for example, family is a very important value and I prioritize it. Um, they know freedom is very important. So have you been very clear? Now, I'm not sure. I don't. It's not the right word. I'm not sure. Uh, I don't mean that you have to sit down with your manager and say, like, look, today I want to have a meeting about my values because nobody is going to take you serious and nobody is going to have a meeting, such a meeting. But it, you, at some stage, whether you have been five years with the company or you just started, doesn't matter. Clear communication is a foundation of everything. And if you want to have any control over how you progress in your career, and if you believe this is an organization that you want to progress in because it's aligned with you, it's really like you feel good in the organization, you like the work, communication is a foundation of what needs to happen of your success. So ask yourself the question, have I ever communicated what's important to me? And that's basically your values. What's important to me? Have I really communicated that in a performance review? Because most employees and coming from an HR and recruitment background, most employees go like, oh my God, performance review, blah, blah, blah. But they don't see how they can take the opportunity to, first of all, shed the spotlight at them and be like communicate things like what's important for them and what's a priority, how they see themselves developing. And that's why it's so important. So values and your communication and what's important to you is the first thing that I want you to do. Another one that I want you to, to, to think about to take 100% responsibilities for responsibility for your action is about have I set clear boundaries and have I kept those boundaries and have I communicated those boundaries? Most people have to say no. They think, oh, it's assumed. It's assumed. Yeah, yeah, I, I, because... It's assumed that I I don't work on the on the weekends. It's assumed that I do this and that and I, that I have certain flexibility. No, it's not assumed. And even though it might be assumed, you want to be two hundred percent sure that you have been very clear about your boundaries. Because in situations where you have to say no, you can actually refer back to your boundaries. And maybe sometimes you just like oh, I can bend them. But if you bend them all the time, they're not a binary. They're non-existent. So you have to think about, okay, what are my boundaries? 
how am I going to communicate them? Again, if, if you have been in a company for a long time, performance reviews are absolutely fantastic. And you don't have to say like, oh, boss, let's discuss my boundaries today. It's not like that. It's like a normal conversation. Like, look, uh, moving forwards for the next quarter or for the next six months or from now on, there's the, from now on, there are a couple, couple of things that I want to put in place. And you just have a conversation with your, your, your boss or the executive or whoever you report into. Like, just a normal conversation. They're a human being. Like, don't make a business or work or your career too clinical and too compartmentalized. <laughs> Struggling with that word. So being very clear with your boundaries, clear about have I communicated them? Do I know them myself? Uh, myself? And um, ha have I been really committed to keeping them? And make a list of those boundaries. Because if your boss asks you something and you want to say no, you can't, and it's linked to a boundary that you're really crossing, then you can't take that opportunity as the first time you actually express that. You have to really reinforce that. And maybe you have to do that a couple of times. For example, one of my clients, um, when he started his first, uh, his new job in his first uh, three months, we made a list of boundaries about like, what time do you want to go home? When do you want to work? What, what just to make sure there is a container, a framework. And his boss uh, was a workaholic, had no kids, had no partner, just focused on work constantly. So different mentality and his expectations were absolutely like bums on seat and you work and you're 100%, 200% committed to your job. So it took an educational process for him to actually talk to his boss from the beginning, from the start, like, okay, this is not this, this is not how I'm going to operate. And even the boss was sending emails at 11 o'clock at night or one o'clock in the morning. And in the beginning, he felt guilty, like, like, oh, I should respond. This is, this, I'm in the first three months of my job or in the first six months of my job in your, in, in any case, like I have to respond to this email. I have to show that I'm eager and willing. And it is like, okay, you have to step back. You have to set boundaries. You have to make sure. So it took a couple of times to make clear, to be very strong with those boundaries and to not let them slip so that his boss actually could see that the deliverables, because that is more important. It's not about you responding at 11 o'clock at night or one o'clock in the morning to an email. It's about if you can deliver what you have promised to deliver. If that's basically in check, then the email respondents doesn't really matter. So that's why it's so important to be clear yourself about the boundaries. You communicated them to your manager, to the boss, whoever is responsible for you and looks after you. And uh, am I committing to, to them? So that's the second part. And the third part is like, you need to be sure that you communicate back. It's almost like you, you paraphrase, you summarize back after each catch up that you have, each meeting that you have together, uh, the strategic goals. So the reason why you want to do that is because when you say no, and we go 
through two specific really good strategies uh, just in a second. But when you say no, and you can link it back to strategies that your boss, the executive, or the senior stakeholder has agreed to as a priority, it's very difficult for them to say like other otherwise. So you have to make sure that you know from the start how what you're doing, what your your priorities are, you're, you're accountable for your own actions. So you need to be crystal clear uh, about your strategic priorities and link them back to all the tasks that, that you're doing. And then become and then saying no to something will, will become a whole lot easier. The challenge here is that most people, they know what to do. They know like, oh yeah, vaguely what the bigger picture is. But when you ask specifically what are the outcomes and how is that linked to the, the, the company's objective, the commercial outcomes and so on, they don't know. And, and then even if you ask like which stakeholder is this important to and relevant to and are impacting, they can't answer that. And that is your responsibility to, to find out. And this is all about how you shift from a doer to a leader because it doesn't matter what your title is. I work with managers, senior managers, directors, heads of, executives, and a lot have the same problem. Like they're so used to being tactical and really good at executing. They are good in strategy already, but they're not good in making sure that their upper management knows about their strategic and leadership capabilities. So, and that's why they're stuck in that doer position. But then they blame the organization. Oh, there's no movement, or there is no this, or it's very competitive. No, take 100% responsibilities for your situation. That's basically where it boils down to. So let's talk about how to say no in any situation. So there are two really good ways that I recommend to my clients. And the first, um, uh, the first way I call the alternative method. And you probably have heard about the alternative method, um, but it's not because you have heard about it that you execute it. And it's not because you execute it that you execute it well. So there's all different things. So you have to think about it. It's not because you know the theory of how to ride a bike that you can ride a bike. Or even if you can ride a bike, maybe you just shake and you just like don't know how how, how, how the things work. And you can't drive around without your hands and just like, <laughs> like it's you're, you're limited in your capabilities. So think about that when you, uh, when we talk about this method, the alternative method that is basically offering an alternative. So you say like, look, um, they might ask you something and say like, look, this really, um, I'm always come from a place for, of great gratefulness and thankfulness. It's like, oh, thanks for thinking of me. Would love to spend more time uh, on this project. Really sounds fascinating. But at the moment, uh, I'm focusing on these and these things. Uh, have you thought about Suzanne as the, the, the senior marketing director? Because I believe this would be a really good stretch assignment for, for her. Or have you thought, so you think about alternatives of a couple of people that might be able to do that. 
So that is a delegation of thinking about an alternative. So in the alter alternative method. Uh, second one is if you um, propose an alternative time frame. So your boss might say like, look, um, Joe Bloggs, um, basically this needs to be done by tomorrow. First of all, you can call upon your boundaries and say like, look, five o'clock, I need to go and pick up my son from daycare. I will do that first thing in the morning. Is that okay with you? And just like be more very clear if you have set those boundaries, very clear in your communication. Or it could be like, look, um, thanks for thinking of me. I love the sound of this project and the task that, that this is. Uh, at the moment, looking at my schedule, I'm focusing on the things that we discussed and agreed upon on Monday. So focusing on those strategic objectives. Um, I would be able to do that after that. Is that uh, okay for you? And just like, and have that communication. Like I said before, most people get defensive and frustrated and they say yes to everything. But sometimes once you know, when you have been clear with your boundaries and when you are clear about the strategic strategic objective that you and him or you and her or whoever it is have agreed upon, it's so much easier to refer back to that. You can easily say like, look, I love the sound of this. I absolutely am happy to get involved at the moment for the next two months, two weeks, whatever period of time. I'm focusing on the strategic, these strategic outcomes. Has there anything changed? Because it's your boss. Maybe something has changed that, that this becomes a priority. But you have to really verify. You have to really find find out and fine tune what really where the importance is uh, for for that. So that's the alternative method that really works a charm, guys. If you're not defensive, if you're not fearful, and if you just like say like, look, I'm focusing on this. Can this wait? And always give a reason. The reason is because we agreed on those. Because the reason is because I've set those boundaries that are important to, 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 to me. So, and be very clear, again, in your communication. So, the, uh, the, the alternative method, that is number one. The second one is to create space. It's a very simple strategy, but it works also a charm. And that is actually instead of you becoming emotionally uh, involved, because sometimes people can't think. I work with a lot of middle managers that um, I get a little bit flustered when they just ask something by their boss and they need to have a stopgap sentence that they can just blur out immediately because they can't think about everything else because then they, they start to make mistakes. So say, saying something simple as like, look, um, let me come back to you uh, in an hour or in 15 minutes or in 20 minutes or tomorrow or next week, whatever time frame is appropriate for that project. Um, I'm just going to look at my calendar where I can do, where I can fit this in and do justice to the project. And then it gives you time, time to think about an alternative, time to think about, okay, is it compromising any of my boundaries? Time to think if it's not aligned with the strategic objectives that you have thought of before, uh, that you agreed on uh, before. So the creating space uh, method is really good in um, making sure that you don't react in the moment, but that you respond to a question or request.
So that, like I said, sometimes I do understand you have bosses that actually demand stuff and shit hit the fan and they need stuff now. And you can't say no to that or you don't want to say no to that. But hiding behind that fact is not what I want you to do. This is not how you step up as a leader. And if you want to step up and be more recognized as a leader, and when I say more recognized as a leader, that is people, you don't necessarily want to be the next CEO or in the C-suite. Sometimes, and most of my clients, they want to be in a situation where they actually increase a bigger impact, where they make a bigger difference. Imagine coming home after a day's work, or in most cases, we are already home, but talking to your partner and saying like, oh my God, I work on such a great project with like-minded people and wow where did the day go like we have a deadline that's crazy but you feel exhilarated you feel excited because you can really make that impact make that difference and to do that you have to be able to say no so it's like if you're interested in finding out more about this i'm running a workshop the last one for this year, um, or it's actually a brand new workshop, but I'm only running it one time this year and next year because a lot of people have asked me about it. I'm going to run it too, but this year the prices will still be very, very low compared to what they will be. Uh, and it's a workshop. It's all about how you can overcome the imposter syndrome, how to, uh, how to stop second guessing yourself and thinking like, oh my God, is this good? And self-doubting yourself and really quantum leaping your career um, in, in the next six to 12, uh, 12 months. And you might say like, I don't have a problem with feeling like an imposter and self second guessing myself. And that might be the case, but hey, I will let you in on a little secret. Most people don't if they don't feel like that at all, that's because maybe you have stayed too long at the same level. Once you step up, everyone will like feel a little bit like, oh, what am I doing? If I'm stretched, whether it's a bigger project, a bigger budget, a bigger team, whatever it is, whenever you stretch yourself, you will feel a little bit out, out of your depth. This is normal. But what we want to do is leverage that. So if you're, you are ready to really step up and step out of your comfort zone, because really staying in your comfort zone is not getting you anywhere. I can promise you that. So if you're ready to step up out of your comfort zone, I would like to invite you to really join me on that workshop. It's the 16th of December at lunchtime. And it's going to be invaluable. It's going to be a, a workshop where we get shit done. So it's not going to be me showing slides and really talking about theory. It's going to be about how you can really quantum leap your career by pushing yourself outside your comfort zone. And I will challenge you. Don't you worry about that. Anyway, I will pop a link below so you can go and check it out and, um, and register. And if we are not connected yet on uh, platforms like LinkedIn, 
connect with me. It's always great to expand my network and expand in the meantime your network so we can really share the message and help people transform their career. If you enjoyed this video, give me a thumbs up. It's always good for uh, LinkedIn as a platform to actually see if you like my content uh, and then they will put it in front of more people. And if you have any questions whatsoever, reach out to me, direct message me. I know a lot of people already have done, but it's great to have the questions coming from you to see what's going on with you at the moment, where you are stuck. Anyway, thank you so much. And I hope you enjoyed it. And I will see you in the next live. Thanks. Bye-bye. Hope you enjoyed this episode of the Career Disruptors podcast. If you did, please head over to iTunes and leave a review. And if you want to take the next step in your career and you want to discover how I can help you, head over to my website, newhorizoncoaching.com.au and discover how we can work together or download any of my free resources. Thanks again and I'll connect with you on the next episode.